All right. So um, you and I both took away something different from our feelings of Chelsea after the Southampton game. Um, could you could you explain a little more what you meant by the uh, player personalities and how we buy in the market? So, yeah, I think that's a larger discussion that we can have. Do you want to do it right now or do you want to do uh, talk about specifically for the weekend? Which which weekend? Our upcoming game or the last, the previous game? The last, the previous game against Southampton. Um, I don't know. I mean, sure, we can talk about that. I just thought that we can we can tie that in with the whatever topics that we each spoke about. That's what I okay. meant. So okay, like, so okay, fine. Let, let let me start then. So one okay. thing that has been bothering me about the present squad, and this is not something. Uh, that is bothering me since the winter transfer window or last summer. This has been going on for, I feel, last five years, even more than that. I just feel, growing up, when I used to watch Chelsea, obviously I had an emotional connection with Chelsea, and but and when I watched Chelsea, there was a feeling of confidence, uh, uh, sort of uh, assured feeling that I had, because when I was switching on the TV and following them, I used to watch uh, managers like Mourinho, Ancelotti, and more than that, the squad itself. I used to watch mm-hmm. players with a lot of character, like a lot of personalities. And by that, I just I don't just mean the leaders. Okay, so mm-hmm. they they were like different types of characters that played a role. I feel at Chelsea, and mm-hmm. uh, so okay. Like, obviously, the first example is the captains, the leaders. Like you obviously know, at mm-hmm. some point in our club. Uh, there was a a team, a starting eleven that probably had six to seven international captains who were captains of the international teams or were worthy of being captains. So I can Im- remember a squad where we had Terry Lampard, Balak, Essien, Rogba, uh, maybe Ivanovic, but Ivanovic was a bit later though. So you can mm-hmm. see off the bat, there are like five six players who could be captain of your club who could mm-hmm. probably be captain of the national team as well. So, full mm-hmm. of leaders. But mm-hmm. that's just point number one. Point number two. What, what do I mean by the other sort of characters? Now, if you look at the other players who are not exactly leaders, so, for example, the num- prime example of this is David Luiz. Okay? Mm-hmm. That, that weird Afro hair, the this personality stepping in from defense, just cutting a person in half in midfield. And... Um, mm-hmm. Some other players, obviously, we have to talk about Diego Costa, like mm-hmm. villain number one in the Premier League. Like mm-hmm. the media hates him, other defenders hate him. He wasn't like the strongest striker, like You're he right. could be pushed off the ball, but he went for the fight, and right. he loved playing that villain role. And then a, a couple of others who I thought about were another one who I really liked was Cesc. So Cesc mm-hmm. does his thing, like he he can. You know, pick out a pass. He has the vision, but then there's like a he's a like a little cheeky about it. Like there are instances where he goes in. He used to go in for a tackle, and he uh-huh. knew what he was doing. And then there was one instance I remember. We won the title, and we were playing West Brom. We got thrashed three 0 I remember that day. And then he got a red card for uh, uh, just lobbing the ball and hitting the referee on the face. And mm-hmm. Probably he did that intentionally, <laughs> right? Yeah. And and then I mean yeah if it comes to Sask you can obviously have to refer to the Pizza Gate incident against uh, Sir Alex in the tunnel. Right. That 
I was not when playing for us. So, so this is what I mean. Like these are players that have a certain edge to them. They necessarily mm-hmm. they're not necessarily leaders. Like they don't shout at people and uh, lead the team and motivate them. They have their own way of inspiring and. Uh, giving a feeling of confidence to the team maybe like you need somebody to go into the face of the referee and be like hey that decision was crap what did you what are you doing do you know you know even how to referee you need somebody right. to uh, in let's say it's the 60th minute and you're 1-0 down and man city are tearing you apart you need mm-hmm. somebody in the middle of the field whether it's defense or midfield to be like hey hang on guys let's just keep the ball and just put it up field no no tiki taka and passing it out of the defense just disregard mm-hmm. what the manager is saying let's take care of it for 5 minutes right now and then when we regain our mojo and our attackers are in play then we can start playing our fluent football and all of that so right. with the current squad mm-hmm. i feel i i i don't know maybe there are um, people like that there maybe there are players like that in our current squad maybe mm-hmm. they're still in their shell a lot of people are very new a lot of people are very young mm-hmm. um, so a lot of new faces there and i just feel uh, in when it comes to our recruitment process when it comes to people who write about these players and even the people who make decisions about uh, uh, who, which players we will transfer in i just wonder when it is it is there any way possible for them to filter such personalities to look for such personalities because mm-hmm. you, in the media you you get the sense you know the the, the only positive for a young up and coming player or uh, you know some player who we want to buy and get to the club is that he needs to be a clean a good boy who listens to instructions does not mm-hmm. uh, uh, go against management uh, does not go out partying uh, mm-hmm. it's almost like a clean sanitized version so i don't know is is are we missing something there uh, or are they actually doing it and i'm missing it so what 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 is your take on this so i think that it's it's interesting i think that so a couple of things play a role so and maybe you can help me understand this a little better i would i guess a good place one way to start is at our club how it's been and other place to start is if we look at the clubs that have been successful in the last 4 years who have had some consistency in the last 4 years whether they have had the characteristics that you talk about and what i if, if that what comes to mind in my head is what has changed from then to now is as you mentioned it's not i don't think it's the it's the personality but i think it's the personality through that shaped in through age so uh, right now in our squad we say that thiago silva has a strong personality he's not going to he's a veteran and of the game and he's like he's got that hard personality right. at the same time you cannot you cannot uh, but that's not the only criteria because you also have people like aspilicueta who some might believe doesn't have has a lot, doesn't lead by talking leads by playing like he plays like he everybody for the longest time in in all the channels all the former players said says all the former coaches say that aspilicueta trains the hardest in the training so he leads by example so he's not going to lead vocally on the pitch but i think what the biggest difference from then to now is that clubs in general have started going younger and younger so what ends up happening when you go young and i don't know whether there is a strong correlation to that but when they've gone younger and younger you have to be careful about younger and younger because you need to see 
who are the veterans in the squad that are actually leading them. And so I think with earlier, like with the Mourinho time, even the second time, our players were are were peaking from 20, they were 27 to 29 to 30, right? Indeed, yeah. And so when you're talking about leadership, they've possibly gone through that evolution and learned what worked and what didn't work and probably been been at other clubs where they've seen leaders. And now they've been like, you know, guys, let's let's figure this out. Let's try to do it. Now, to expect a leader, if we're hiring, if we're buying Mudrik and we're buying Enzo and we're buying all these players, it's, we don't, you can't expect them to have that personality because they're too young. They're focused on their game, their skill, what scoring goals. So there's, sure, you can lead in that. Like, because, because how much ever you and I love Eden Hazard, I don't think we never call him like, I don't think he was a great captain for Belgium. I don't think he did anything extraordinary. We wouldn't, we wouldn't, we wouldn't, we wouldn't, but see, weirdly, we wouldn't say that about KDB. Kevin De Bruyne for Man City, the number of times the camera catches him annoyed and like frustrated with his team and asking them, what are you doing? But all of that came very late. At 21, 22, Kevin De Bruyne was not doing that. So if you think of how we're recruiting right now, it's not surprising to me that we have this uh, lack of... So I don't think... You're right and they're not looking for that. But I think that in general, the game has moved on and whichever team can balance it. Like So, for example, let's look at Liverpool. Henderson is supposed to be Klopp on the pitch, right? But Henderson's com- considered the the oldest. Milner is supposed to have that leadership. Milner is the oldest. Nobody says that about a- any of the... Well, and while, you know, Liverpool, who's the player, the young guy who, who shows personality while fighting? That's one way to lead, sure. But I don't think he can calm one down. Virgil van Dijk, how old was he when he came to Liverpool? 27, I think, 28. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. So he wasn't a born leader. I don't think people are just so when people say, oh, like, oh, Roy King was a leader, and you know, I think there was a time when he wasn't one. And he just like through experience through experience, you become that. And so I don't know whether it's our it's just the end. So I guess that's where my my point of hey, let me ask you this. In the other clubs, if you think of leaders, what age bracket are they in? Right. Do we do they have the same balance of young to old, and uh, what is that like? And if it's not the case like that at all, then you have like for example Arsenal this season, where a lot of people will say that they're the. I think it's reported they're they're one of the youngest and the most inexperienced squad, but then right. you really need a coach like Arteta, which which who might be acting like a Mourinho when he's young, which is I am going to, or a Conte, which is that none of you worry about leading. I will lead. I am the strongest voice here. Just follow me. I don't need a general on the pitch. Uh, on the other hand, you have, um, I don't know, who's the oldest member? Who's the Who would you say is the most experienced member in the Arsenal squad? Probably Xhaka? Yeah, Dan Xhaka. That's what yeah. comes to mind at least. Yeah, and so he's the one leading. Like, yeah. he's the one leading. I mean, Saka is great. I think mm. that sometimes, sometimes the English press goes a little overboard with Saka, but he's great. Right. But I, but he doesn't have the burden of responsibility. He doesn't have that. And so Arsenal might be an aberration, but when you look at Liverpool in their, when they were really, really good, they had older leaders. Uh, when you look at Man City, I don't think they expect Haaland to lead. Like, so there's leading by example of scoring, there's doing a job and then like caring about the team. 
you had the mm-hmm. Vincent company, but again, it's it's older. And then that's the other point I want to bring, which I want. I think it's I've been talking for long enough. I want to get your thoughts on this. It's weird. We were Chelsea was known as a mercenary club, right? We hire mercenaries. Yeah. Uh, over the years, our academy has done better. And I don't know whether you'd agree with this statement, but we have done better in integrating our um, youth players into our first team much better now than it was before. True. Yet, yet, it seems like the so-called mercenaries of the early Abramovich era mm-hmm. cared more, care more about the, at least the way the media reports it, care more about the success or outcome of the club than now. Right. Why? You know, maybe it's uh, related to what you said. I think I think you made a really good point uh, when you said the uh, overall age of our squad is quite low. And obviously, when you are at an age of 19, 20, even up till 23, 24, you not exactly formed your personality yet. So you're, you're probably focused upon... Um, improving your skills as a footballer, uh, trying to do the best for the team and probably not trying to step on any toes and, you know, raise your voice and shout at a defender who did a mistake because who the fuck are you? Like, you are, you are just a 19-year-old, right? And right. to your question that that uh, you just asked me, um, I think it has a lot to uh, do, do with this very fact that they are very young. Don't you think so? Right. I think... I. I... Yeah, but there's also our players in general are young, and I don't know how that. So, for example, there are so there will always be people who will say who will cite exceptions. For example, I don't know how old do you think? Like without looking right now, how old do you think? Generally, if you ask, I think I suspect if you ask people how old Marcus Rashford is, they'll right. say they will predict a lot older than his actual age because they've seen him for that long. So long, now, yeah. I don't. I don't know how old Marcus Rashford is, but I'm saying that that's how I'm defining age. Is that your number of like so? Are you have you been around the block long enough? Have you been through this process long enough? Yeah. And who have you been around? Have you been around people who have who you've so um you know all the pundits have different reasons why their team succeeds, and one of the famous things that um uh, the the Gary Neville and all those people of the class of 92 often say is that the reason why they succeeded is because they literally did not have to lead at all. Like they weren't right. born leaders. Just you are young, you show up and uh, the experienced players will take care of leading part. You just do your job. And so you, this, for example, I teach now and I teach how, what the best way Another teacher taught a concept to me as well as another teacher did not. I, I tried to avoid what other teacher tried and did not work for me. So right. you 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 only practice what what's benefited you. So I don't know. I it's weird. I think our squad is. I think that's where the the like who do they look up to, like this like the players when they're having a bad day, like mm-hmm. right now. Who do they look up to and say you've been around the block, you've seen the club go up and down. What do you think has worked? Like, who do they look up to? Like, Thiago Silva is great as a general, like, that's like an abstract leader. Um, yeah. Aspilicueta is one person they can look up to. Um, and I, I I don't like it when people say, well, you know, Lampard knew about the culture of the club. And so he's part of the culture. Right. You're, not, you're not talking, you're not, you, you need to explain that a little more. And I think what yeah, they're trying. I, yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. 
I think what they're trying to say is like knowing your fans is a weird thing. I think I really do believe in the mantra that winning solves everything. I don't think it's a criteria that you need to know your fans. I think it's presumptuous to say that um, our fans are the best fans in the world. Yeah, I totally our, agree. Like Mourinho didn't know our fans when he came, came here. He knew yep. his job. He had a very clear identity. And, yep. that's, and sometimes that clarity was required for, at that time, a young squad. So, yes. and I'm okay when it comes to like Graham Potter. If, if he doesn't want to, if he wants to lead quietly and he wants to focus on the tactics and he yeah. wants to manage, I'm okay with that. But when it comes to the, yeah, the personalities, it's it's interesting what worked. We have to do some sort of analysis of average age of squad as the chill, as, and then like randomly poll people and say, in this squad, who do you think the leaders were for these seasons? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's something we should do. And then we won't tell them their age. We'll just say, who do you think the leaders were for the yeah. 2017 uh, or, or the year Man City beat uh, beat uh, Manchester United in the last game against QPR? Who, right, do you, who, right. do you, who do you think the leaders were? And then if I, I'm betting you that the people who did that would be the older ones, not the yeah. younger ones. So, yeah, yeah, I can, I can. I can see your point. And um, you had raised something about the uh, integration of youth players, right? Yeah. I think I think that plays a big role um, regarding where we find ourselves right now with the squad. Because this is not something Chelsea used to do. And the youth squad wasn't that great 15 years ago either, right? So right. now we have up-and-coming talent. A lot of them go out on loan and a lot of them just get sold because the club doesn't have... Uh, a future for them in the first team. But then when we start integrating these players into the first team, which we have been doing now for the last seven years, maybe 10 years or so, and mm-hmm. more recently mm-hmm. as well, so mm-hmm. then that plays an effect, right? Like you have a certain number of uh, spots on your squad being occupied by young players from the youth setup. And naturally, going back to your earlier point, they are young and they are... Um, still developing their personality and hence they they do not should not have the burden of the resp- or a burden of responsibility for leadership or any sort of you know any sort of uh, um, ca- characters or personalities on the field like they need to focus right. on their football mm-hmm. and they need to like, look at, at senior players like you said but, but you know the problem the slight problem we have is that Diego Silva is an amazing player mm-hmm. but he barely speaks english like mm-hmm. he cannot communicate with with a lot of the players yet, mm-hmm. uh, and Aspi, like for me, is a legend of the club. Right. But at this stage, when he is unable to keep up with the pace of the game and is proving to be, according to me at least, a liability in some of these games, it is hard to inspire. It is hard to get a lot of young minds to listen to you when mm-hmm. your performances are not great. So. Right. I think and, I, I think and, our squad is missing is missing something, and I have absolutely no idea where it's going to come from. Because with our strategy right now, it doesn't look like we're going to buy uh, a 25 year old or a 28 year old. So who's who's that going to be? Who, who's going to step up and uh, right. prove to be a starter? Prove to be somebody who will voice their opinion, uh, lead others. So I right. don't know. So that's yet and, to be seen. And I think the. The part you brought about about the youth integration, right? So let's take our two most recent uh, 
youth people who have who everybody loves is Mason Mount and um, Reese James, right? So honestly, in an ideal setup, at this age where they are in their career, they shouldn't be asked to lead a single minute of the pitch. They should just be asked to focus on their craft. And I think they would be better for it if they were just asked to focus on that. And then a couple of years later, they can start including their voices. Like now is not the time. Like now is not the time for everybody's like, oh, well, you know, Reese James is a a leader. He should be future captain. Yes, future. But they should have someone to look up. So while I agree with your point that Aspie is not on the pitch that often and isn't that the best player on the pitch, to like then go like, dude, you know, why are you telling me to watch my position? Did you see? Yeah. Like, I get that. And so in my brain, when you were saying that, it made sense. And so if you think of, well, if I if, if I could find a player who was, who was really good at their position and was experienced and it was in, in like the mid 27 to 29, that's who's been around the block in the Premier League. That's who I'd get. But here's the problem. Spurs fans can come to me and say, well, Harry Kane is that person, but he's not led us to anything. Now, to be fair, I don't know how vocal he is. I don't. I don't see that many Spurs matches, but he's your. He's the kind of personality that we are talking about, which is, uh, you're a captain. You're a captain of, of your national team. You're a captain of your club. Um, you have been around the block. You are really good at what you do, but would you and I? Does he have the perception? And whether that perception matters, like where does that perception come from? Do the players respect him to go like, hey, Harry, oh, Harry's talking, we should pay attention. Because I kind of get the feeling that critics of Harry Kane would say that he's not led. Like he's done his job, which is score goals and assists, but he's not led. So I don't know, right? Like, I don't know. Like, would you consider Harry Kane as the leader of the Spurs squad? Well, he's... The world, the one and only world class player that they have. And coming to your question, do do you think they respect him for and listen to him when he speaks? I think they do. I think they do okay. because they know that he's going to bail okay. them out of trouble and he's going to be the one that scores the goals. And I this is obviously I do not know Harry Kane. He's not my friend. Mm-hmm. I haven't spoken to him. But from what right. I've seen, he's he's not a bad leader. He doesn't scream right. and shout at people. But he's somebody right. you look up to, right? He's somebody who's been there, done done it for a decade now. And you can rely upon him. And those are qualities that uh, you want to see in a senior player. And I think definitely in that spot, I would expect that younger players would shut up and listen if he's speaking. Definitely. And so then I think, yeah, sorry. Then I think, have we bought any players from 27 to 31 in the last... Yeah. No, we haven't. That's my point, right? And it, and that too. Even if we, so let's say we identify a target, we identify a midfielder who is 26, 27, who's in his prime right now, and who can be a leader on the field. Even mm-hmm. if we were to buy him, there is no guarantee that he will be in the starting eleven because we have mm-hmm. like six different players for one spot, and mm-hmm. there is, and he's he's just coming uh, to Chelsea. He's yeah. maybe he's coming from a foreign league. How can he expect such a player to lead lead the club? Like it, like right. it's, that's not going to happen. He doesn't. It's not not his fault. I'm not saying it's like he lacks the qualities or something. It's just a new environment. It's a new league. It's a like referees are new, the fans are new, everything's new, what? reporters are new, right? So you can't expect well, that guy to lead the team. Right. So I, well, my only pushback to that is, I and I think that's what you mean. 
you, he can't he can't lead immediately but give him a season and he'll start leading if that's what you mean like because my thing with like that statement is when diego costa came in or when michael essien was there or when drogba was there and all these older people were there right. you can still expect them to lead even regardless if i told you essien came in that season and he was leading yes unfamiliar yes new league yes possibly new language and yeah so this we have a cold start problem essentially like you right. want enough leaders so that you can get future leaders and then right. they can give future leaders so we have this insane cold start problem that we're trying to get experienced people from the premier league but we don't want to pay the premium for them yeah. because it's the premier league money also there's this i don't know whether todd bully uh has the same uh, bias that oh it's a spanish sounding name must be a better player or you know what i mean you know what i <laughs> mean like that's a whole other discussion we need to have but that's for later yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah okay so so one thing i'll i will uh, go back to something that you said uh right. when it comes to some of our uh young players some of them are not young anymore like if you think for example you were talking about the youth products right mason mount 24 yeah. I think Reece James is some similar, like maybe twenty-three or something like that, and and I get I get it that it is uh, it's always uh, a problem if you give the captaincy to a player and he sort of uh, not he's not able to put up with that pressure and it affects his performances. That's always a worry. We do not want that to happen. But mm-hmm. if if we are if we are not going to buy somebody and somebody doesn't step up, we I think we need. definitely need to hand the responsibility to one of these players and it needs to be somebody in that age group so definitely you're not going to hand it to a 19 year old player it has to be somebody who is maybe 23 24 and if i if i think back look remember sesk he got yeah. captaincy when he was so young he was 21 years old i think I yeah but th- i mean for arsenal i mean that was that was different though i would i i get that and so you know to your point on mountain reese in my mind they are better off staying away from captaincy or leading for another 3 years if they want to be the best versions of themselves don't touch leadership ideally if we were if we were a well run club with a proper plan we would have had a leader at the age of 28 and 29 who was leading and just telling them you do your job you run you yeah. you, you dribble you press you do everything you want you learn from observing me and right. then 27 28 29 you're that 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 the second to last big contract that you're going to get yeah what comes with comes with this big contract i'll pay you more but now i want you to lead the youngsters i right. still think now 24 is too young especially cuz and so, so you and i i don't know you and i can talk about this we we've seen this in other sports we've followed growing up like cricket yeah like cert, certain cricket players like so sachin tendulkar was a is a great cricket player but nobody said he was a great captain because or or they question his captaincy like focus on your craft at that age you should just be focused so i would still say mason mount and reese james is young and i don't know I mean, see the the thing is and there are exceptions so even when i when i say some players names they might be exceptions but i don't know how you feel about uh, bruno fernandes i think personally i don't know how old he was when he came into manchester united right but I think I would suspect he was any he was not 24 25 I think he was on the older side okay. um and I think he made a huge difference mentally for that but you could also say well they had the whole 
uh, Ralph Ragnick season where he didn't do much also. Yeah, but the, 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 the I don't know. I, I think that for Mason Mount's sake and for Reese James' sake and for Ben Chilwell's sake, just focus on becoming really good at what you do. And someone else should be like, you focus on that. Maybe pick up some good habits along the way. <laughs> but... but- yeah. Yeah. Don't lead now. Like, because I kind of feel like if when I see Mason Mount photos of Mason Mount raising his hands, mm. who's who's gonna take him seriously? Like the younger ones are gonna be like, dude, who are you? And he can't say he ha- while he has clout among the fans. Right. I don't know whether he has clout among his his like if an Enzo Fernandez comes in, do you think Mason Mount is gonna go at Enzo? Right. 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 Like, whereas it doesn't matter how good or bad. Aspie is now. I'm pretty sure if Aspie raises his voice, Enzo might look a little, take it a little more seriously because yeah. he's older. Like age, at a young age, and I don't know whether this is a human psychology thing. This is something we need to look at. At a mm-hmm. younger age, at a younger age, we seem to care about age a lot more. Like older people right. a lot more. Then, right. and, and as we get older, we realize it's all just a farce. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. At a young yeah. age, you're like, oh, this person's older. We have to listen to them. And now, yeah. as you get older, you're like, well, no. Yeah. And so, so the, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. And to the to the to the whole discussion of leaders and mercenaries and the idea of caring about whether that's in their personalities, they they do a lot of these um, analysis on how money and money management and money in general changes your personality. Mm, I right. don't, I don't know. So when, when when people from all different clubs, including Chelsea, talk about N'Golo Kante and, uh, you know, how down-to-earth he is. And they, there's so many other stories of where these footballers are earning wages that, like, in NBA, you have Giannis. Um, he's from an immigrant and everybody loves him because he doesn't buy anything fancy. He bought a house for his mother where he lives and that's it. And I don't know how these stars are in terms of the money that they have. Now, Frank Lampard's an odd example. He's an odd case because he came from royalty, like football yeah, royalty. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. But you he never you never for one second thought that. If you told me Frank Lampard was working on the pitch, was playing on the pitch every day to support his family, I'd believe that. Yeah, that's like, it's that. sort of yeah, you you yeah, it's very believable that image. Like it's yeah. very, very believable for some reason. Yeah. yeah. Like that he is earning his paycheck. This notion of earning their paycheck when 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 fans say that. I don't know. Like so I don't know. I don't know what how these how that works. I don't know if they take that into account because um Mikhailo Mudrik is I don't know what his his I don't know whether they take that into account when they take someone's hunger level or how much they need this and whether they're going to get complacent after the big paycheck. I mean, it's hard. Yeah, I, I think I think that's a very interesting discussion. And I think, yeah, I think we can actually talk about a lot more in a, a yeah. separate topic as well. Yeah. Uh, so, I, yeah, I, I think especially now that they're tied, a lot of these players are tied down with like eight, nine-year contracts maybe. So it, yeah. it, we don't know how it's going to affect their uh, approach, whether they're... Their, their like their hunger is satisfied, or they're just gonna drive drive them on even further. We just don't know. Let's see what happens. Right. Um, so the, the last point I'll say to what what you just said is that I don't think. I mean, I, I think this summer Aspie's gonna go. I don't think he's gonna stay around for another season. Is what I think is gonna happen. And right. 
I do not think with our transfer strategy, we're going to get somebody who is experienced. So it might have to end up being one of the younger players. And I don't know who they're going to be. And maybe we should discuss uh, who that might end up being sometime in the future.